0: on the dock with pastor troy you found us you got us we're ready to go here We've got mother beth in the studio we're ready to go with another fine edition here we're yeah there you go she gave you a shout out Woo-hoo. we're gonna have conversations tonight to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep we're excited about doing that we got great stuff for you we want to get you finding us so you got to find us to find us you got to get us on the dock find our channel on youtube iTunes, Spotify, go find us. like Finding Waldo. Go find us, get us LinkedIn. Go look at find us on Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. And we'd love to hear from you on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Give us a little word there. And when you find us, subscribe, like, hit notify, comments, all those kind of things, and share with everybody you know. Good stuff at On The Dock. We'd love to have you as our partners. You can go to our Patreon site, download the Patreon app. You can find us at On The Dock with Pastor Troy. Or there's another way to find us. You can become a sponsor and a partner there. Check it out. Find the ways in which you can do that. Maybe find a way and get one of these beautiful cups here. One of our become one of our partners. Oh, that's nice and hot. My wife gave me a new hot cup. I like that. And all this information. Go to onthedock.org. That's our website. You can go there, and you can find all of our links to our platforms. I mentioned. You can also find the links to our Patreon site as well. And you can always email us at info@. At on the doc.org you would love to have you. We're in studio. Got my lovely co-host, Mother Beth, with us today. How are you doing, Mother Beth? Great. Doing great. Get that mic close to your face. Get the mic up to swing great that's much better much better you don't want to look, if lucas gets on you we're in trouble we also got in studio our techno wizard our executive director lucas winkler only a picture no camera on today no nope, not today no camera we're gonna get a cam- <laughs> we are gonna get a camera on him we're working on that we're low budget operation did i explain to you we're, we're a low budget operation but we're doing great work because lucas is magical and if you want lucas to have a camera i'm gonna go back and put this back up you know how you can get us a camera go to our patreon site become a sponsor or partner That'll help us buy a camera and put Lucas's face on the dock with us, even though he's over in the corner. He's over in the corner where our technical
1: viewership's stuff. gonna go up like tenfold once we get this up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get this up, you just go to Patreon, become partner, supporter, just, just, support our, just support an episode, whatever, and we'll get Lucas a camera. We'll I'll get him a camera. I'll donate mine. You'll donate yours as well, Beth. <laughs> Beth will switch corners with him. That's great. So we're, we're in studio, we're ready to go. We're ready to go with some great stuff here. Let me back up here. I've hit one too many slides. We're on Psalm 90 in our Psalms Volume 1 project. We've been doing these Psalms. We're in number five, part five. Seven-part series. We're going to wrap it up with a medley in part eight. But we're looking forward to tonight. Songs for the soul. That's what Psalms are all about. And a message for the heart. Psalm 90 is entitled Our Home. We're going to get you... Home with the Lord today. We got a good one for you, Psalm 90. So, we're going to get into this as we always do. Uh, Our team, uh, Lucas and Ben, Ben Adelini, worship pastor at Community Faith Church, also our co host, Lucas, our executive director, they've all gone into the studio and prepared an incredible Psalm package for each of these Psalms. So, you're going to hear Psalm 90 shared in text. Then you're going to hear an incredible song done originally by Shane and Shane called Psalm 90. They don't have no original name for it, just Psalm 90. 90. You're going to see it. It is a powerful psalm, and these guys have really done a great job with it. And we'd love to have you check that out. You can check out, if you like all these psalm series that we're doing, we did the full in-depth ones at Community Faith Church uh, several several months ago, so you can go check those out. They're much more in-depth. Some of them last two weeks on each psalm, but they really get in there. You can hear these songs actually performed live by our worship team as well. You can check those out by going to Community Faith Church uh, Facebook site or Community Faith Church uh, YouTube site, or easier, go to coftv.com, coftv.com. You can check that out, and you can download those whole entire sermons and listen to those, but we're going to really... We built these kind of to be conversational with you. So as we kind of move along here on the dock, we can talk together and get you out a little deeper with this teaching. So check out this incredible, incredible rendition of Psalm 90 by our team of Lucas Winkler
1: and Ben Adelini. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from the beginning to end. You are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. For you, a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are all like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by the evening it's dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We're overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. 70 years are given to us, some even live to 80, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so that we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful.
2: You have been our dwelling place. Oh, everlasting God. Before you formed the mountain tops, you were the holy God. And soon our lives turned back. When the sun comes up, satisfy us Before the day has passed us by Before us hearts forget all your goodness satisfy us with your love days on earth and give us some more wisdom in the secret heart as you display amazing grace through Jesus Christ for us and teach us Lord The our days on earth And give us more Wisdom in the secret heart is you display in amazing grace And through Jesus Christ For us And when the sun comes up Satisfy us before the day has passed us by. Before our hearts give up, spirit fill us. Satisfy us with your love. Satisfy us with your love. Oh, with your love.
0: Wow, good stuff there. Good stuff by Ben there. Psalm 90 by Shane and Shane. Let's get into Psalm 90. Mother Beth, you ready? Ready. I'm ready, too. Psalm 90. The authorship of Psalm 90 is? Who do you think it is? It's not Moses. Yes, it's Moses. It's not David, but it's Moses. What's David doing out of the Psalms, and what's Moses doing writing a psalm? You tell us. Well, it was just attributed to him. It was something that was well-known of Moses, and when they were writing the Psalms, they said, man, we need to have a good psalm here. And so there's, that psalm is attributed completely to Moses' work mm-hmm. and it was brought all the way forward to put in that collection of psalms. So it was probably sung, and it was sung as part of the whole Pentateuch, of the whole story of the people of Israel. It's a lament a lament that kind of contrasts the nature of God with the nature of humanity. It kind of helps helps us see that uh, we're very brief and God is very permanent, and it kind of shows our structure versus his. And it was one of those that's been around a while, very, very well. It had been sung by them long before David started singing. Hmm. Psalm 90 looks at God and his residence. It's his home. It's it, it's through our faith and trust in him that, that we can make his home our home. Uh-huh. So the kingdom of God becomes our home as well. It's like and we talked about in Psalm 23, how the good shepherd will take us to the kingdom of God forever and ever. When we when we get connected and we get on the vine, we become sheep of his pasture. And as you, as, I don't know if you know this, but we didn't talk about this before, but the sheep often lived in the home of the, of the shepherd. They live on the ground floor, the, oh, they, yeah. the people would live above them.
3: They still do that, right? They still
0: do that. So yeah. A lot of them still do that in certain mm-hmm. places. So they certainly do that in, in certain places like that. But, but way back then, they, the whole ground floor would be like the bottom of the barn. Right. And, and people lived in the loft. And uh, just one of the ways they did it in some of those cultures, protection, safety, all we, those kind of things.
3: We visited someone in Italy that was we did. kind this, of similar. They, they had their that. sheep and their goats they just right, right in there. The house is all right connected. Next, yeah. yeah. I
0: remember that. That was the place where you got that stinky the, cheese. The real sheep spru- cheese. Yeah. yeah, the sheep <laughs> cheese. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was just like that uh-huh. in, in Italy today. That's yeah. right. Good point. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. My wife got him out of some twenty-five-year-old cheese. It was so broken down that it was just kept in like a baby food jar. Oh,
3: it was so good. Yeah, it was
0: good. It burnt your tongue like something yeah. it was just rotten as all get it out. It did. She likes rotten, stinky cheese. Praise was God. Good. That means that she'll like her old rotten man someday <laughs> Psalm 90 has four sections verses 1 through 2 talk about the Adonai we're getting that in a minute it's kind of the everlasting God kind of lays out the presence of God uh, verses 3 through 6 of this beautiful Psalm 90 talks about how life is compared to a flood and, and a dream and, and the life of a blade of grass so it kind of gets into the human nature and the brevity of life and then Psalms in Psalm 97 through 12 it talks about the learning of uh, how we learn God's judgment is on people and how that judgment can be very difficult if we're not going to live God's way, then we're going to have to deal with the judgment of God. And that is very harsh. We'll look at that in a minute. And then it wraps up in verses 13 through 17, where it shows those of us that connect with him, those of us that make him our our father, our dad, uh, have an eternal home. And and the Lord becomes our our father and heaven becomes our home. And that's the really good part about that. So. Yeah, it feels real good. So we're going to get into this here and kind of dig into this psalm just for a few minutes. But let's just take a look at the first verse. The Lord, through all the generations, you've been our home. Now, in the song that the guys did from Shane and Shane, Psalm 90, it says, you've been our dwelling place. Uh, And and that's good language. That's the New King James language. Uh, Our home is the New Living Translation. But I kind of like that better. It's one of the times when I like the new living better. You've been our home. I mean, to be your dwelling place, people can dwell and, and and live, and you can live in the back of a car. You know, that's a dwelling place, you know. A dwelling place can be someplace you rent. But I like the concept of being home. You know, home's where your stuff is. Home's mm-hmm. where your mattress and your pillow is and, and your yeah. towel and your shower. And, and I travel enough around the world that I know when I'm home and when I'm not home. Right. There have been times when I've traveled to so many places. Though there's been some times when we've traveled I've traveled to Thailand and, 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 and other places like Africa and, and traveled so much in a ninety day window that I will get up at home and think I'm in the in some dirt hut. Yeah. In the middle of Africa, Beth knows that. I'll look at it like i look at her and go like, "Who are you?" You know, <laughs> you know. I, that look like I, I call it dysphoria, where you've traveled so many places and been in so many places, you don't know where you're at, and then when you're home, it feels funny. Yeah. But it doesn't take me a couple days, but a couple of days to know I'm home. So, but this psalm is all about us getting to be a part of God's plan and our home. The Lord here is interesting because I talked about it in the previous uh, podcast. The Lord through all generations, the Lord here is not Yahweh. The Lord here is Adonai. Adonai is, like I said, uh, if I, if, if, if somebody calls their, their dad, daddy, you could also call him father, mm-hmm. but people call him father. It's a little, that's, that's, that's my father. Right. When they say, is that your dad? That may be somebody young, but but if you say daddy, that, that's pretty personal. Yeah. So, Adonai is more like father instead of dad. It's a little more formal. This great God, it's his home. It's really nice. So it's not like they don't have a personal relationship here, but they're recognizing the supremeness of who this God, who, who God is. Right. So it, like when I'm places and like I was at a place with Beth this this week hanging out and a bunch of bureaucrats and politicians and people sitting around talking about stuff, a lot of city leaders and stuff, and more than three or four people came up to me and said, you know, R- Reverend Benetton. Mm-hmm. Dr. Benetton. I know right when somebody tells me reverend or Dr. Benetton, unless they are one of my classmates from when I got my doctor, we called everybody doctor, doctor, doctor. Because, you know, we all came out and got our doctors, and we, we turned and said, doctor, doctor, doctor. It went on for hours. All <laughs> 90 of us called each other doctor. But uh, other than that, I know when somebody calls me reverend or doctor, number one, they don't know me. Number two, they're being respectful for my, my position, yeah. and probably I'm fixing to speak at an event, and they're introducing right. me. Right. And so I know it's formal. Versus when somebody calls me Pastor Troy, I know that there's a relationship. They either whether they go to our church, whether they know me as a pastor in the community, they're seeing me as one of the shepherds in the community. Right. So I always, always, you know, I prefer Pastor Troy, but 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 <laughs> but the other I understand it identifies me. Mm-hmm. Adonai is the more formal understanding. So it's this formal dwelling place, our home, our dwelling place, Lord Adonai, Father. You know, you know, Reverend God. You know, right. we're, we're big stuff here. So it implies that this this majesticness of God, the reason I think they use the bigger language here is it explains that before the mountains were born, you gave birth to the earth and the world. We're talking bigger than just our spiritual covenant you know, Yahweh is the personal covenant of the people of Israel inside the story. Mm-hmm. In this case, we're talking about the God that created everything, all of us. Right. So we're getting into a bigger creation story, and you just need a bigger definition for this kind of God because God is our God, heaven is home, and everything that we have, He created. Mm-hmm. So He's like big, big God. We used to call it when we were growing up as kids, we we would call it we call we call going to church like the the big service, we call it big church. Mm-hmm. You go to a little church and go to a big church. A little church was a children's church. And then we call it a little church. And, and or you go to a big church. Mom and we get to church someplace and mom say, You wanna to go to church? And you going to a big church today? No, I'm going to a little church. You know. Yeah. So th- we're talking about big God stuff, big church right. stuff here. Psalm ninety, let's take a look at Psalm ninety as it goes on. Uh, let's see that first part was good. Let's see Oh I love this. Before i going back to verse two. Before the mountains were born you gave birth to the earth and the world, and from beginning to end you are God. I mean so I mean from book end to book end. God is in charge. I love that. And the bookend is is a long time because it's eternal. Mm -hmm. And then we get to verse 3. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals, for a thousand years is as passing day, as brief as a few night hours. And the New King James is like a watch in the night. And I, I've i talked about this. If you haven't got a chance to do this, you can go listen to this whole series. I did it at Community Faith Church uh, back in June and July. You can check that out more in depth. There's a lot deeper. There's two weeks on this one sermon. You can go check that out on the Community Faith Church site, coftv.com. Look at our archives. You can watch that. But we talk deeper about this. The watch in the night that's there is a better term because a watch tonight night is like 11 to 7 shift. You know, the day shift is 7. 7 a.m. to 3, and the second shift is 3 to 11. So, wh- whether you're in the military, and nursing, or different types of shift to work, um, even shepherds worked this way. They would work, soldiers would work this way. They had different watches they took. Mm-hmm. And so, when he says for a thousand years is like a night shift, and meaning like a thousand years is like a blink in a third of a night in God's mind. All right. And we are swept away like dreams that disappear. So it's like you you have a dream in the night, you wake up, and just a few mm-hmm. seconds, it's gone. Mm-hmm we're gone that fast to God. I mean, I mean, God knows each of us personally, which is amazing, but but we're that brief in the expanse of God's programming. Mm-hmm. God is just vast, vast, vast. And we are like grass that springs up in the morning, in the morning it blooms it flourishes, by evening it's dry and withered. So we are very short-ended, if you look at that. So if you take a look at the whole entire space-time continuum thing here, even if people lived a thousand years if, even if you and I got to live as long as the oldest man in the Bible did, mm, you know.
3: That makes it, me tired. Yeah, we committed. lived a
0: thousand years, something like that, crazy. Like some of those early guys in Genesis lived forever. no pass. Even if you live that long <laughs> in God's agenda, and God's planning, they have just lived like, like one night, right. one, one night out, that's it. I mean it kinda of changes when you it's like a watch in the night. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's over. Your your life is your life is not even a full day in God's time length. Mm-hmm. So even if we live to be like my grandfather Don, who's approaching a hundred this year, I mean hundreds, not a tenth of a thousand. Right. So it's like three hours in the watch of a night. I mean Our longest living people are so quick. Second Peter uh, 3, 8 says a reference from the New Testament says, but beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. I mean, it's just the good thing about God is no matter whether it's a thousand or one, he knows each of us by name. He can count the hairs on our head and he knows us like he knows the sparrow. God knows us. He knows you by name, Beth. Me by name knows. Bill's in the room with, on the podcast. Lucas is in the room. He knows us all by name. Just amazing. Right, amazing. and the
3: length of our life here doesn't make a difference to him. You know, we just <coughs> keep going. <laughs> he loves us all, no matter how long we've lived. I was
0: begging my wife to keep going so I could cough. and, and, and she Lucas made the right cuts on the mic. <laughs> and then my wife hung us out by saying, keep going, keep going. Lucas tells me the podcast don't have to be perfect. We can just rough them up, That's right? Is, right? Is it okay, Lucas? Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> All right. I had this one other time. It was so my cough was so bad. Lucas had to stop the podcast. I just could not get it out. Uh, I knew this wasn't a bad one, but praise God. So this time, next time you stretch for me, you got to help me out. Uh,
3: you put me on the spot there. I can't do that. Well, I know.
0: <laughs> oh, praise God. Now here, here's the key on this. Let me get back in this again. Thanks, guys. Uh, listen, what it tells us is we need to remember our souls are eternal. So God knows each of us. He He knows our beginnings and our comings. What he What he built us to be, and He knows that eventually we're end up in eternity. Don't now, you think that we,
3: as humans we have a really hard time grasping that though? I,
0: I think I think we just get plum like stupid about yeah,
3: it. Yeah, because we just we think this is our life. This is it. When this is over, it's over. I guess we think we're gonna go float on clouds.
0: We're so so short sighted that it, that it's just it's just terrible because you really almost think we're stupid because we are going to live forever someplace, whether we live eternally here. It, 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 we, we make a decision here that we're not going to go with God and we end up living eternity in hell, separated from God because of our own decision. He respects right. our free will decision and he, he lets us go where we've destined ourselves to go. Yeah, We go right where Adam was going to go and even we just go or we by free will accept Jesus Christ as our savior and we make heaven our home. And he, he embraces us for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sad either way. He, he's sad if we don't choose it, but he, but he is going to lovingly respect us because it wouldn't be free will if he didn't, right? right. So we need to remember that our souls are eternal. And it, whether we're eternal there in the kingdom of heaven or eternal below in the in, in hell, either way, it's an eternity. So we, we need to understand while our, our lives are these short moments, think about this. It's in those short moments that the decision's made of where we'll spend forever.
3: Right.
0: I don't think. I think what you said here. We gra- We have difficulty grasping eternity. I think. I think that is so true. And I think we're very short-sighted. Oh yeah. We have no idea that we're going all in with our lives. Right. On a decision that can cost us forever, and we have not counted the cost at all.
3: No. No, and people need to think on that more and take that more seriously.
0: Well, and I think while while time is short based on this compared to God, our brevity of life's actions will will have beyond an eternal consequences. Right. And and we will be bound to a home for eternity based on what our decisions are in this life. Right. So while he says your life is short and that is true compared to God, it's those short moments that will mean everything. I, I I share this thought here. It means our temporal life decisions will have eternal results. What right. we do in that short window will do that. And we have to likewise weigh our time to make those decisions against the eternal hourglass. It, it can be attractive. We can think, "Well, I'll just live, eat, drink, and be merry." Tomorrow we shall die. But really, not tomorrow we shall die. Tomorrow we'll wake up in eternity. Yeah. Which eternity that is will be could be a surprise to some and a shock to others.
3: Right, and that's. A really good way to put it, you know? know? Not tomorrow we die, but tomorrow.
0: We wake up in eternity. Yeah. And the eternity of our free will choice. That's... So we're like grass, we're like that dream that's fleeting. But in that moment of time, we've got to get orientated enough to realize that our brevity of life comes also with some eternal decisions. That's I think heavy, that's re- huh? that's very heavy. And if, if people are listening today, you know, on the doc, I mean, you need to think about while you're in the shallows here, uh, we're not far from the deep, the deep of eternity is right there. So what we do in these hours, the decisions we make today, tonight, tomorrow, they are going to determine just so much for us. And we need to make good use of those times. Yeah. He goes on and he tells us what happens if we make bad use. You want to hear what bad things are?
3: Let's hear it. Oh, man,
0: they're bad. The bad things is we wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. We spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. He knows everything. He knows it all. Yeah. We, we're not really covering anything up. You know, He knows it all.
3: You and know, we, and as parents, you kind of understand that. Yeah, there's lots of we things know our kids. That so. we know that we don't always let on that we know.
0: I, I, I look back and go, I mean, there's a few things I've surprised my parents on. But there's a lot of things they told me later on they knew very well, and yep. I think our kids would be surprised how much we know. Yeah, you know, and some things you just let them work through the problems, and you just kind of, you, you know, if they look like they're going to really hit a wall, you step in and you do some crazy things. You kind of get, you kind of, you get medieval on them, you know, if you mm-hmm. have to, if you have to, if you have not, to, right? But you got to let much. them make some of these small mistakes with the net. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's very tough. So look here, he sees them all in our secret sins. You see them all. He sees all of them. We live our lives between beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. In other words, when we don't live according to God, when we don't make his home our home, when we don't make good decisions, then we live outside his. It's like the previous series we were on, on Psalm 23. We talked about how when we're never alone, when we've made God our our shepherd. When we don't make God our shepherd, we live outside of all those blessings. And this is kind of the counter to Psalm twenty-three. We, we wither, we we don't have what we need, you know, we're gonna be judged, we're gonna there's gonna be just some tough stuff. Right. Look, yeah, well, and
3: you know, you and I have both been with people at the ends of their lives, you huh. know, and and you can tell the difference.
0: Major. Yeah. There's nothing more nothing more impressed me when I was going through uh my 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 chaplaincy training. Um, I have been with people when I was at my, before I went to seminary, I, I had quite a few people that died, you know, right. we had several people who died at energy and I was with people when they died, you yeah. know, and I worked through most of that, but I was with people at Southern Regional when I was a medical cha- chaplain. Um, I was with people that I didn't know their fate. So when the people died that I knew at energy, they were the Zula Tanner, um, I'm Jody. thinking Jody, Virgil Elmore, mm-hmm. or Frida Elmore. she passed. Pe- yeah. Dale, when they passed, these were saints. These were people that loved the Lord. I saw them go into the Father's arms with peace and, and, and right. serenity. And Jody was young. Jody was a, a child still, yeah. a young young yeah. lady, you know, before twenty. Yeah. And she died of was ovarian, ovarian cancer, cancer. ovarian cancer. I mean, I I mean, gosh, I, I, I baptized her, you know, married led her to Christ and married her and, right. and buried her. Yeah. In, in in a short part of my career. And that's that was years ago. And and I watched them all die easily as they passed into the father's arms. Yeah. I watched them go through the valley of the shadow of death and go right into eternity. And a very, I saw Zula. It was like she when she reached up to God, she's like, get out of the way. I see Jesus at the end. Yeah. We saw that with Patty. We saw peace in Patty's life toward the yeah. end. But then I, when I was at Southern Regional, I got to be around, really for the first time, I got to be around people that were dying that didn't know the Lord. Right. And I think we've had a couple other times. Yeah. Not Vernon that one time we were with somebody that passed that, yeah. that we knew didn't know the Lord. Yeah. There's just a presence in the room that is cold. There's a presence that's final.
3: It's a struggle. There's a
0: struggle in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the people in the that are there, there's no pleasure no. in the moment of, right. of, of trusting in God. And so you feel a grip on something that nobody can hold.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, there's just nothing like being in the room with somebody at their bed that dies that you know does not know the Lord. Yeah. And, and whether you believe in God or don't believe in God, whether you think God's psychosomatic or not psychosomatic, I'm going to tell you it's a, a tangible it is. and an intangible change. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You won't know the difference till you try to trust the Lord and invite Christ in. Right. So that's a good word for everybody there. Um, the Psalm 9010 tells us 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we'll fly away. Oh, fly Gosh.
3: away, Oh, Lord. That's encouraging.
0: Very good. We're not far from there, Beth. We're getting closer. <laughs> We're about 20 years from takeoff. You think? Can we speed it up? Never know. The point here is that we don't need to set a maximum, but we need to understand that life is brief. Yeah. 70, 90, is. 80 years, 100 years, 1,000 years. It's all just a blink of the eye for God. So no matter how long people live, what's important is that we need to understand is how how, how are we going to make our destiny with God In the right way. And if we don't, we're going to spend separation from God from eternity. So, so look what Psalm does here. So this leads a quick Psalm, Psalm 90 verse 11, who can comprehend the power of your anger? The anger of God is upon those that reject what Jesus Christ did. So if we reject what Christ did, we don't accept the free will, then who can comprehend this error? Your wrath, it says, is as someone, as the fear as the fear you deserve. Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. If we don't accept Christ, if we don't follow the plan of God, we're actually getting what we deserve. God doesn't want that for you, but but we are. And and what he writes here, I love what Moses wrote. Remember, Moses wrote this. Moses' perspective, teach, yada, 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 yada. It's like... Wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the on the uh, Peanuts characters teaches that yada yada. That teacher teach us, help us to understand. That's all the lessons of life. Right. Teach us to realize the brevity of life, the number of our days, how short they are, so that we may grow in wisdom. We need wisdom because we only have a few days, and we need that wisdom in those few days to make the right decisions. Because those few days of brevity, eat, drink, be merry for tomorrow, we'll die. No, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow will be an eternity. Yeah. What we do in those days will determine what that eternity looks like.
3: Right. So, do you think that maybe his wrath in this case is more of a frustration in the fact that we couldn't, we refused to hear what he was trying to. Well, to I say think or, I think when
0: people don't listen, the wrath of God is in the complete separation. The wrath of God is discovered right. in the fact that they, they don't make it home.
3: Right. The, I guess I the can... dwelling
0: place, our home, doesn't become their place. Right. And but it's there's bi-
3: got to be some frustration there too that that we're not listening.
0: Absolutely, oh, absolutely. That he tried and absolutely. tried and tried. To well, tell look us. at Moses. Moses is begging us. He, he in verse twelve. I love this because he's trying to he's trying to teach us. I want you to think about this. Look at look at the question. How do you answer the question? Who can comprehend the power of God's anger? Well, then then Moses says, "I want to teach you." Why does Moses want to teach us anything? Well, Moses knows better than anybody God's anger.
3: Yeah.
0: People don't realize Moses. I mean, David was a friend of God, Abraham was a friend of God, and Moses was a face-to-face mountain buddy friend of God. Right. I mean, face-to-face. They like God's like, I'll kill them all. Moses says, you can't kill them all. People will make fun of you. They'll say, you brought us out of the mountain just to kill us. Okay. I won't kill them. (laughs) The next day, Moses is like, kill them all. I don't want any of these people. You you brought these people. And God's like, "No, no, 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 I can't do that. You know, they had a relationship. Yeah. I mean, his sunburn was so bad from seeing God, Shekinah, that people put a veil over his face because it scared people because he had been in the presence of God. You know how people are that are close to God that make you nervous? Yeah. Because they're like, man, you can tell they're with God, you know? You know, Moses was so close to God, he knew his displeasure with the people himself and all that. Exodus 32, the golden calf. Moses threw the stones before checking with God whether he should throw them. I think he just knew God said, throw them. Yeah. (laughs) You know? He was so disgusted. About that, Num- Numbers thirteen and fourteen. The twelve spies come back to to say we can take it, God's and then they're, they're grasshoppers in God's eye. The other ten said we can't take it. They put out a bad report. The people are all mad at Moses. Why'd you bring us out here? We could have been in Egypt eating watermelons and having a good time. That's what it says. Yeah, we had those good melons. And 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 then Moses says as a result of this, God says you're not going at all. And then they decide well we're going to do it ourselves. That didn't turn out well. No, I mean Moses has seen. The people at their worst. Yeah. And then Moses had his own bad days of behavior where he, he didn't did. do what he told. Right. And that led to Deuteronomy 9, where the Lord tells him, and De- Deuteronomy 3, I'm sorry, not nine. Deuteronomy 3 and 3, when he says, At the time I pled with the Lord, O sovereign Lord, you have begun to show your greatness and the strength of your hand to me. Your servant is there is there any God in heaven on earth who can perform such great and mighty deeds as you do? God's I mean, Moses is buttering God up. Yeah. Please let me cross the Jordan and go see the land I brought these people to. But the Lord was angry with me because of you, he would not listen to me. Well, it was partly because of us being stubborn that made him mad to hit that rock when he shouldn't hit the rock when he should have just spoke to it. That's enough, God says. It's like, Moses, shut up. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about that. Now yeah. look here. I'ma let you see I'm gonna let you see this land. I'm gonna let you see this land. You're gonna see all of it, and then you're coming home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting in. I mean, nobody understood the ultimate anger and wrath of God and what God's capable of doing better than Moses did. Mm,
3: yeah.
0: Cause he had seen the plagues come and take out people. He had seen all, he'd seen right. all the hand of, of God on Pharaoh and, mm. and the people of Egypt and the plagues and yep. the different things. I love what Mo- Moses offers. So Moses says, look at this. Moses says, Teach. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. We need to learn how short our life is so that we don't make stupid mistakes like he did. Stupid mistakes like the children of Israel did. We need to learn from their stuff. Remember the stories so we don't remake those stories. I feel like a lot of what you're talking about, that we have difficulty grasping eternity and it's hard and we're short-sighted. It seems to me like if we would read our own Bible and pay attention to things, we'd realize that eternity is a lot longer and we're going to be held responsible and we would make better decisions because of what we've already seen and read.
3: Well, you'd like to think so.
0: You'd like to think that reading the Bible as Christians would help us not to do the same things over and over again. You'd like to yeah. think so. You'd
3: like to think that history would teach us not to do the same thing. But
0: let me say like this. Us. Moses did his best to teach us. He tried to teach. Yeah. He tried to make known. He tried to empower us. And I I guess the question comes down to this question. Did we listen? Sorry. Do we listen to God? I mean, I think we do at times. I mean, I think each of us need to ask ourselves today, wherever we are and wherever you listen to this cast on the dock, are we listening to God? Are we doing the things of God? Are we about the things of God? How are we doing with the short life that we've got? Are we making the right decisions now so that when we wake up in eternity, we're happy with what we did? Wouldn't you hate to just sit in eternity and regret? It's one thing to regret not doing something on this side, but can you imagine getting to that side and not being able to fix it? Repentance is no longer available once we get to that side. Right. So we wouldn't be able to fix it. Moses wanted us, I think, to learn that his failure, his experience, for, uh, he, he wanted to learn, us to learn from his failure and from his experience and from his knowledge. He was the father of the Exodus. He wanted us to realize the valuableness of our time and that we need to make those decisions right now because in the shortness of our days, it's just one attitude of 10 people saying, we, we can't do this that cost them eternity, their dwelling place. Right. We need to make a decision right now, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to do the things of God. And it's so easy in the culture we're in right now. We're in a society right now where everybody wants to run over the cliff yeah. because they think the cliff can't hurt them or they're invulnerable to the cliff. we got people making all kinds of stupid decisions for their lifestyles and their families and all the things. All these things are contrary to God. And everybody wants to go, oh, God's archaic. He'll get over it. You know? Right. Right. God didn't get over it for Moses and God liked Moses. God loved Moses so much. He took him home and buried him himself. God loved Moses and he still didn't let him into the promised land because of one mistake. Yeah. What's he going to do with those of us? He didn't like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're in trouble. He loves us all. Okay. I was a trick question. Psalm 90. Let's get this wrapped up. Oh, Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Thank God. We yeah. need some pity, don't we? Yes. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. That means mercy or grace. We need his grace. Yeah. So we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. We need God to take mercy on us. That's for sure. And check this out. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. When we we turn our lives over to the Lord, no matter how rough things were, He can turn it around. He can replace. I like this. He re, he says, replace the yeah. evil years with good. That's I good. Love I love like that. that. I love that. So let, let's take a look at what we learned from this. I, I just d- hey to replace. Let me back up one second. To replace the evil years with good would assume if if God's going to give us gladness in proportion to our former misery, and replace the evil years with good. Okay, if He's going to do that, then you go back to fourteen. How does that initiate? By taking pity. That would imply that the key here is for us to repent of our attitudes, to change our ways, give ourselves to God, and then begin to walk in his ways. I think uh, Acts 3.19, I use it every week as I close, says, repent then, turn to God so that your sins will be wiped out and times of refreshing will come. Yes. And what God wants us to do is he wants to give ourselves to him. Make the decision in the brevity of this life that we're going to trust him. We're going to trust that his Bible, his word, his teachings are right. Even if society is telling us they're archaic, they're backwards, you're a bigot, you're you're whatever. We're going to trust that and we're going to be like a Daniel that we're not going to bow our knee we're not going to kiss the false idol we don't have to be disrespectful or hateful to people but we can just say ask for me in my house you know we've chosen to follow the lord yeah we're not going know. that way yeah you may think we're in a cult we are we're the cult of Jesus that's fine i was right. reading the, did you read the day where the, today in Acts, actually they call it we're calling paul the followers of the cult of Jesus that no. was in the Daily Walk today. I haven't oh, you read didn't... it yet, folks. She's confessing she has not read her Daily Walk today. She's a daily reader though. She is. Though.
3: I shouldn't do it. You'll
0: yet. have to read it before bed today. It says Paul says yes, I'm in the cult. He says yes, I was in. The, I'm in the cult of Jesus. So maybe we just tell people we're in the cult of Jesus. Yep. That's fine. There you go. You know, and they say, well, what's a cult about? Then you got it. First Peter three fifteen. Be pre- prepared to give an answer yep. for the hope that's within you. So I love that. So listen. Assuming we repent, what do we learn from this? How can this Psalm really help us if we repent? Number one, I, I think in the light of eternity, life is brief. So no matter how long we live, we need to understand our life is brief. So make, right. the, everybody listen. make decisions now that are going to serve you forever. Mm-hmm. Don't wait on those decisions because you may not have that. Number two, you need to make sure that you get God's help daily seek God yeah. my wife's bad today because she didn't read her Bible yet so I try to read it before I get going I did have a day last week where I had to read it the end day you saw me reading at the end of the day, the of the day. Yeah. so when I went to get your car because you didn't pack I went to get the car it was broken down and she hit a deer with it we got it all fixed I get down to Memphis and my Bible's not in my bag we share the same Bible in the mornings and she didn't send it so I had to read it in the evening it threw my whole day off uh-huh. you need God's help daily daily get wise get in the word spend quiet time with God and all those things and do it listen do it joyfully
3: Maybe that's why you didn't notice that the car wasn't fixed right before. You I did. was
0: off. You you threw me off. It's all your mm-hmm. fault. Yeah, we got to go back and get something done. They didn't do something right with the striping. <laughs> Wrong colors. They used a charcoal striping on a car that's got matte black. Just done well. How did I miss it? It was raining and dark out. You couldn't tell until you got in the sunlight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Number four, there's a real satisfaction in doing God's will. When you do God's stuff right, God blesses you. Number five, listen, as you as it's done as you do God's stuff, it reveals God's glory to you and it gets greater and greater. And last but not least, as you do it, you will make be you will be growing your way. You'll be growing God's beauty in you and making your way toward home. I think, listen, I think one of the most important thing about Psalm 90 is it reminds us that when we make the decision in the brevity of our life that we want God to be the center of our life, it changes our address and it makes God our home. And I like that better than dwelling place again. And 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 everybody listen, friends, in spite of the burden of life, in spite of the burdens of life and the brevity of life, we all know life's gonna be short. Life will be well worth living, especially when you trust in God.
3: Yeah.
0: It's gonna be worth it. And and you we've got to figure out how not to be so short-sighted as as Beth said, and learn how to grasp eternity now. It may be only a short moment we have it, but it's the time we've been given, and we need to make best of those 50, 60, 70. 80 years, because those years will double into eternity very, very quick. Let let me me end with this. Remember, for the faithful, if you've made that decision to accept Christ, or today you're ready to accept Christ, when you do that, God is your father and heaven becomes your home. That's the key to this text, Mm -hmm. is that it promises us a home with the father, because the great shepherd, you know, we learned in Psalm 23, he'll take us home. Well, this Psalm 90 reminds us of what home's all about. It also reminds us what happens if we're not on that path. So yeah. I like this psalm because it shows both sides. Let me close with the last verses of this because I think it's beautiful. Let us, your servants, see your work again. To let, let us, your servants, see your work again. Let our children see your glory. We need our children to see the glory of God right now. Yeah. Bad. We need, let us, your servants, we need to see God moving in our communities again. We need to see God moving in our children again. And may the Lord, our God, show us his approval. Right now, I don't think he's very happy with what's going on in our society and culture and stuff right now. I think he's very disappointed. No. But we need to step up individually, me, you, and everybody in this room. It starts with us and it spreads through our tangible witness of saying, I'm not going to make this my home. The kingdom of heaven's my home and I'm going to live like that's my destiny, mm-hmm. not here's my now. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Don't you want that? I want yeah. success. And
3: you know, I think I feel like we've seen a lot of really neat things happen. In this past year, I mean, it's Amazing. been a really hard year. Really, lots of terrible things. But, but, I think within our church body, we've seen so many prayers answered. We've seen miraculous so prayers, many miracles, yeah, and provision. It's almost like that, like God's saying.
0: But you know, everybody, everybody's in our in our church. It seems like there's been a cost to it. I, I've watched. There is, you know. Yeah. Kerwin's surgery and stuff and right. Josie, Alexis, Bill's, Bill's lungs in the room. His wife went through just tremendous surgery and, right. and, you know, she's battling through and, and coming back, but right. it's not been easy for any of us. No, and, no. And I, I don't think the Lord's, I don't think the, I think the Lord does test us not that way, but I, I think just to just the forge we're in right now is a special time. Yeah. And I'm seeing people go things, but I'm seeing those that stick with God. God is pulling us through Yeah. and, and God is preparing us. And I think life is a sum of our parts and God knows what we need to get through. He also won't let us have more than we can take. Although I'll say this to you, he seems to keep us at the stretching point.
3: Yeah, he gets pretty closer.
0: He gets really at the stretch. Bill, you ever yep. thought about that? He's at the stretching point? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lucas, you ever thought about God having you at the stretching point? Absolutely. So that's why you need to read Psalm 90, because Psalm 90 will tell you that when you make good decisions on this side of the stretching point, the other side of the stretching point is home sweet Home. thanks for joining us on the dock it's been great to have you with us we'll be back in number six we'll be taking a look at psalm 121 i lift my eyes i can't wait to do that with you guys it's gonna be a great psalm get in that psalm 90 again check it out go deeper let's make sure we all get home with god and just a reminder you can join us at on the you can email us at info at on the if you have any questions or information please find us on our podcast sites i don't know where you found us this time but go check out one of our other platforms youtube iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble. And on, on Rumble, go check out Rumble. Rumble's kind of picking up. It's really, on the downloads, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And Sermonet is our host site. You can also reach out to us on our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. We'd love to have you there. And on all those sites, please hit subscribe, like, hit notify, comments, and please, please share that with other people. We want to expand our On the Dock family. And you can always become a partner or supporter of On the Dock by going to Patreon and down, and becoming an On the Dock partner so find us at on the dock with pastor troy and become a partner or sponsor of on the Doc. and you can find all these sites let me back up to one thing i want to show you the website go back to the website at on the you can find links to all these different things you can find links to the podcast sites and links to our patreon site and you can catch up with us there so we'll be back with you in part six and by the way if you don't have a church home we always mother beth what
3: Welcome new people. I don't
0: know. <laughs> she's like, I mean, she's usually on. It's just been off today. We always welcome you to come to Community Faith Church. We have there worship service go. at ten o'clock on Sundays, six thirty on Wednesdays. We'd love to have you. We have a, a live campus come on out in Marion, Illinois. We also have a virtual campus at coftv.com. You can check that out, and all of our platform partners are linked right there. Hey, we'll be back with you soon on the dock, and we'll get Mother Beth. Uh, we'll get her geared up. We'll, we'll have you to can't get what like no. That. We'll have to work on that. We love you. Take care on the dock with Pastor Drew.